2: 304 Chef Gads News Radio WRVA. It is Thursday afternoon, and we have an awful lot of material we're going to process this afternoon. I promise you that. I have to tell you that uh, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. No, it has absolutely positively nothing to do with politics, it has to do with well why I'm running just a couple of moments late today and if you're with us over on the uh, the live cats on uh, getter you can see that I look uh, well, I look a little spiffier than I normally do I gotta be honest with you I'm just coming from an event now I, I I'm fortunate I get invited to a lot of pretty cool things but I gotta I, I just have to share with you a little bit of where I was why I was there, and what what it did for me. Now I just came from delivering the uh, the keynote address down in Midlothian for the uh, University of Virginia National Criminal Justice Command College. Twenty five of the smartest, brightest most dedicated law enforcement professionals were asked to be members of this class they were they were all nominated by their respective agencies you can't just say hey i'd really like to go to this you you have to have demonstrated not just experience not just time in the job but a passion For helping, you you have to have superior intelligence and superior dedication. You have to be someone that your agency leadership looks at and says, you know, that's the next generation right there. I was asked I was asked by uh, an old friend, and you, you remember the name. I'm going to share the name just uh, because you've heard it before, Keeley Hill. Keeley Hill is a lieutenant with the Virginia State Police. Wonderful, wonderful woman. Uh, you probably recognize the name for, because for a period of time, Keeley was the VSP's public information officer in our area. And uh, she has continued to rise through the ranks. So a few weeks back, I was in uh, Ithaca, as you know, delivering uh, Joe to school, sending him off to uh, his freshman year at Ithaca College. And the phone rang, and, and Joe and I were, were really right in the middle of a million other things, and he had to get a, a key for his dorm room because, uh, you know, he was a freshman, and they changed the, the locks from the last one. And uh, then he had to go, and he had to get a uh, uh, an ID card because they hadn't printed one out. And, man, we were running around. But i tell you what, the phone rang, and I saw the name on it, and it said Keeley Hill. I said, I got to get this. And uh, Keely said to me, "Hey, um, you know how you doing? What's going on? I was sort of catching up a little bit." And I said, "Oh, you know, here I am. I'm, I'm in Ithaca, and Joe's getting ready, and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for me because I gotta I gotta turn around and say goodbye." And uh, we were just sort of uh, you know commiserating as, as as parents do, right? So she said, "Listen, I I've got a uh, I've got a request." And she didn't say anything else because I cut her off. I said, Well, whatever it is, I'm in. She said, Well, don't you want to know what I'm asking? And I said, No, no, whatever it is, I'm in. She says, Well, you know, I'm part of this national criminal justice command college at UVA, and our class has been discussing who they would like to have. As the special speaker, the keynote speaker. And guess guess what? They they want you. And I thought, well, uh, they, they must have run through all of the other options. I don't know. Maybe nobody else would to answer the phone call. She said, they, they really want you. And I said, well, okay. I'm in. I'll do it. Well, don't you want to know where it is? I said, no, I don't need to know where it is. Well, don't you need to know the date? I said, no. I said, and these are my exact words. My exact words. Hey, I am either available or I will become available. I will make myself available. It was that simple. There was no way that I would not... Accept that invitation it was far too important and so i i i have run in the door uh just back from midlothian and, and you you do know as a uh, as a hanoverian i've got to get special permission and a uh, and a little passport thing to uh, to head all the way down to midlothian my god it's crazy right but anyway here i am and, and i had actually at a uh, at a stoplight, used my hands-free phone, calling Heidi to ask her to open up the plaque shack, unlock the door, because, man, I was, gonna, I was dealing in seconds to get here. And maybe turn on the, uh, the magical box here. The, and, and, and anyway, she, she, she didn't take my call. You know, she, was, she was otherwise occupied. But here I am, and I tell you all of that by way of background, simply to tell you that I am inspired and I am hopeful because I saw these 25 amazing law enforcement leaders and I just got the sense we're in pretty good hands as difficult as it is to be in law enforcement today and make no mistake it is it's it's one of the most difficult times ever I believe but I looked at those folks men and women from a wide variety of different agencies and I thought, you know, we're okay. We're okay. I had the opportunity to uh... spend a couple of moments with uh, some of the the leadership of the National Criminal Justice Command College, the folks from UVA. And I thought, well, good for you guys. You're doing a great job as well. And. Couple of moments to chat with Colonel Gary Settle, the superintendent of the Virginia State Police, who just continues to do an exemplary job with the state police. And I left there so hopeful. And, I, and I'm still, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like a natural high, right? You're surrounded by good people. In this case, I was surrounded by great people. Surrounded by people. And I kept thinking, man, I, I am. I know, I'm. I don't know that I belong here, and then you think, no, 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 you do. You ever have that uh, situation where you question yourself? You go, oh gosh, I'm not up to this. I feel that I, I, I do. I, I feel that plenty of times. And I think, all right, well, I I believe to my very core. You know, God puts you where you need to be, where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to do. And sometimes you don't listen. Sometimes you're, like, shaking your fist and screaming at the sky, going, No, no! Uh, he, he, he normally wins, by the way, just so you know. So, I say all of that, and I have to apologize. My, uh, my dear friend Emily Morrissey from Emily's Bracelets down in Midlothian. You know, every day uh, Emily sends me a photo of her working on another another job, another part of her uh, beautiful company there, Emily's bracelets, and I send a photo back of me and of uh, Pixie, uh, just to let her know where I. So so I I Emily, I just got to tell you, I just I walked in the door. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that photo and get it off to you as, as soon as I'm able to. So it's gonna be a little late today. I apologize about that, but um, make no mistake, I'm here all right now we've got some fantastic folks dropping by it's it's almost as i look at it kind of a, a criminal justice focused show because we have three counties where the incumbent commonwealth's attorney just does not seem to be all that interested in prosecuting crime does not seem all that interested in standing with law enforcement i'm talking of course about chesterfield county goochland county and henrico county uh shannon Dillon tagged as the right Shannon for Henrico, is going to join us at 4.05. We'll talk about her efforts uh, to win the election and move on into the Commonwealth Attorney's Office in Henrico. Jason Miares, the uh, Attorney General of our beloved Commonwealth, will be here. Amanda Adams, I mentioned her yesterday. Uh, she is on the record now talking about what an absolutely abysmal job uh, being done by the incumbent Goochland County Commonwealth's attorney. Uh, she She's out publicly, and she wants people to know. I mean, I've never, I, I, honest to goodness, I've never encountered a clerk of the circuit court who felt compelled to publicly say, you have got to replace the CA in this county if you'd like to be safe. But Amanda Adams says Mike Caudill is, is just doing a terrible job, and... Desperately, for the sake of Goochland, uh, needs to be replaced. So she's going to be with us as well. And it's it's not that Thursday, but it's the other Thursday. So our good friend Dr. Keith Ablo is dropping by as well. So we got all sorts of great stuff going on. Yeah, it is uh, three fifteen. Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. Three twenty one. Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. A Thursday afternoon. Yes, yes, yes. Sharing with you some. Uh, some hopeful, positive, inspiring thoughts to uh, to kick things off. We're uh, a day ahead of this early voting. Or, gosh, I keep saying early voting. You know what? I am going to have to break myself of that, I suppose. Because when you think about it, it's it's really not early voting anymore, right? It's just voting. It's just this is the day that voting starts. And, and you can certainly go and v- vote in November at the official, 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 official election day. Or, or, you can, well, vote starting tomorrow. I guess there are different ways that uh, you can be part of it. Decide to wait for November. Okay. I think there are a lot of us still, I don't know, do I want to say inclined that way? Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of inclined that way, and I know that I have to get over that. Some places are calling a what? Uh, absentee with, with no excuses or something like that? Well, it's the same as voting absentee, but you're not really absent, and well, all right. Um, what about, why don't, it's just voting. Now, I say that simply to remind you that we need desperately to get people out to vote. If, in fact, you think anybody at any point anywhere has a chance of making a difference, I will tell you that they do so long as they win. (laughs) That's the whole point, isn't it? You have all the great ideas in the world. You can run for all the offices you want. But unless you actually win, you can't get that stuff done. And that's entirely up to you whether you will or will not get that stuff done. I don't know what your personal position is on this issue or that issue i'm hoping that it's uh, somewhat in line with mine but okay if it's not it's not i'm okay with that believe it or not but we can't do anything to make anything better unless we actually win and that's why uh, when governor glenn youngkin was here yesterday what did he say Said it's a 45-day sprint now. Used to be one day, everybody just put everything into that one basket. Win, lose, draw, that was it. That's not the case anymore.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
3: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?
2: A 45-day sprint. And some of it seems hyper-local, right? Board of Supervisors, school board
4: elections.
2: Okay. But that's the part of this, this government structure that is the closest to we the people. Some counties have got all sorts of elections and some of us don't in terms of uh, populated positions. I'm in I'm in Hanover County. I know today exactly who my Commonwealth's attorney is going to be and who my sheriff is going to be because nobody's running against him. By the way, the reason nobody's running against either Dave Hines or uh, Mackenzie Babichenko uh, is that they are, are both great candidates. I mean, like so far above and beyond. A guy like Dave Hines has been in office a few, few terms now as sheriff, and so everybody in, in Hanover knows we're the safest county in the area as a result of Dave Hines and Trip Chalkley, who's been our Commonwealth's attorney, but he's retiring. So, so we know. And other counties got really hot, heavy races, all sorts of people running for all sorts of things, but I am simply going to remind you, you cannot change a thing. Unless you actually win the election. Just just a thought for you. 326 Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. 336, Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. It is a uh, Thursday afternoon, and um, we've got a lot that we're dealing with. Shannon Dillon is going to be here talking with her about the uh, race for Commonwealth's attorney in Henrico County. We've got uh, Jason Meari. the attorney general of her beloved Commonwealth. He'll be with us at uh, 435. Amanda Adams. Uh, She really just lit up the uh, Goochland area and uh, is calling out their sitting Commonwealth's attorney, and she'll be with us as well. So we have a lot of stuff that we're dealing with. And in the midst of all of this, uh, off to the background a little bit, because I just don't think it's getting nearly the amount of coverage that it should, uh, is the fact that the Biden administration, has in fact violated all sorts of protections that you and I should have with the First Amendment, getting social media outlets to to engage in censorship. There's just no other way to describe it. And uh, Jason Shepherd is joining us. Jason is uh, an active guy in the area of social media. He's got a number of uh, different social media platforms that he's he's built and offers to folks. And he's got a little perspective on this. Jason, appreciate you being here.
5: Jeff, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. So so give us a little background, if you would. What exactly was it that the the Biden White House did uh, with the big tech?
5: Okay, so essentially, um, this is first and foremost from Judge Dowdy-Rolling, uh, which came on um, July 4th. You can't ignore that timing, obviously, when that was actually came down from a, yeah. a Mississippi and Louisiana court case. Um, but essentially, um, Dowdy ruled that the Biden administration, as well as uh, certain bodies of, um, you know, of the U.S. DOJ, specifically the FBI and also the CDC were infringing on First Amendment rights by, um, you know, colluding with big tech companies such as Google on search engines, as well as social media, contacting Twitter, contacting Facebook and essentially telling them what they thought they needed to pull down. You know, hey, we think this went against your terms and policies, or, you know, this goes against, we think this goes against your narrative, it certainly goes against ours, so we feel like you should pull this down. And essentially putting pressure on them, like, you know, the select committee did with us, um, in terms of trying to get us to cooperate and give them information on everyone on our platform. So this is something that's not new. And what the Fifth Circuit did was uphold most of um, what Judge Doughty's ruling um, had actually, uh, you know, kind of protected Americans from, um, in terms of what they can do, in terms of coll- uh, collusion with uh, social media. But so it limits it limits it to the CDC, the FBI, and I guess technically, the way I understand it, it's the entire executive branch. Wow. So, um, this is supposed to stop. Hopefully, I mean, I don't believe it's still going to. Ha- I th- I think they're still going to do this, but. Yeah. This is going to hopefully get us some more integrity um, in terms of elections and not have censorship. I mean, we all know when the Twitter files were released, we learned that the FBI actually had residency in Twitter yeah. and that, you know, <laughs> yeah. And that the um, the FBI contacted Facebook about the Hunter Biden laptop uh, story and stated that this is essentially or you're going to have a story that's coming up that's going to be Russian misinformation and disinformation so essentially what this this ruling for the Fifth Circuit uh, it puts forth is that they can't do this anymore. However, mm-hmm. me being in this industry for as long as we have, us yeah. being banned by the app stores, being blamed for the alleged insurrection, and obviously dealing with the select committee and what they've asked for, as well as some USDOJ subpoenas, I don't think they're going to stop. I really don't. <laughs>
2: wow. All right. You know, this is the thing as well, Jason, is that uh, for many people, this was very much in the background, right? I mean, th- there were many of us who said the idea that you're going to shut down the New York Post, the oldest continually published newspaper in America, right? Because you don't like what's in there, and you assembled uh, a team, and you're absolutely right. The the cooperation between the you know the White House and DOJ and the FBI, I, mean, I-, I just found it absolutely outrageous. And other people were saying, eh, yeah, yeah, you know, all right, so they couldn't share their story, and they just dismissed it. And I think a lot of people just don't understand what a huge threat this is.
5: Oh, yeah. And you know what? This is a threat to every single you know side of the political table that you're on. I mean, yeah. Democrats, liberals, uh, any way you put it, you know, independents, obviously, I, I think they're pretty much on our side on this. But, um, you know, Democrats will just fall in line, of course, with this, but um, because they're not the ones being censored. But, um, you know, when it comes down to this, every single person, when you have your First Amendment rights being infringed upon, which is exactly what this Fifth Circuit, uh, you know, judicial ruling states, mm-hmm. everybody should be very scared about the fact that this was going on and the fact that us conservatives have been calling this out for years and we were, conca- we were called conspiracy theorists for it.
2: That's right. That's right. I mean, the the conspiracy theorist today seems to be the guy who just is reporting the news in six months. You know, you're just a little bit ahead of the curve. Uh, it true. seems like. Yeah. So so you've got a variety of different platforms you have built, but you just mentioned you're not in the app stores. So I'm looking at some of the names and thinking, uh, I don't even know what that is. So 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 give me some idea what you're building, and and more sure. importantly, I suppose why you're building it and how somebody could actually get a hold of it.
5: Well, we actually, so we fought um, Google uh, Play and also Apple Developer for uh, eight months, and we actually won our case against them. So we, uh, Wimkin, which stands for World Must Know Now in honor of free speech, that is back in uh, both app stores. Uh, we did beat that, and then we, uh, we had uh, two demands from Benny Thompson himself asking for every single piece of information that we had on every single user on our platform. They wanted us to, this was during the, uh, I guess the Select Committee investigation on J6, and they asked for you know credit card numbers, which we did not have. They asked for phone numbers, which we don't allow signups for phone numbers for these reasons. Uh, we don't even confirm email addresses when you sign up, and they wanted us to go into our private messaging system, which is encrypted, and grab private messages between users and send them to them. They also wanted us to define what we thought misinformation and disinformation was. They asked us to allow anyone – well, demanded that we allow not anybody to delete their account at, during this time. Oh so we certainly said no. <laughs> we're, not, yeah. we're not part of this in any way, shape, or form. I'm going to knock on wood. Every time I talk in the subject, I knock on wood yeah. for real because we have not been since, I'd say, February of 22, we have not been contacted by them at this point in time. So um, we, I think we we cleared all that. I hope okay. so. Okay. But yeah, that's, uh, and, and, the reason why they came after us so hard, uh, Jeff was when can act like a Facebook meets a Twitter or X. I still can't get around that. Okay. Um, <laughs> YouTube, as well as a, uh, TikTok, we have all those features. We have a marketplace. Like I said, we have a, a messenger that has video chat. Um, we have everything and okay. most free speech, uh, free speech platforms do not have that many avenues to, um, disseminate information. And we also allow free live streaming for up to three hours. So, you know, you could, Put your whole show on there. And we don't censor the shows. So uh, they didn't like us in any way, shape, or form, Jeff.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, Jason. I'm looking. You know, I'm a Google guy. I'm an Android guy. So I'm looking right now in the Google Play Store. There it is, Wimkin. Uh, I've just tapped installs, so uh, who knows? Oh, great! Maybe, maybe you will be watching the show tomorrow, right there on Wednesday. Oh, that, that would be fantastic. We love yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get it out there. Listen, I do want people to to learn more about this. I certainly want them to learn about uh, all of the work that you're doing. Uh, we're, we've got some links as well. We're going to uh, send out so that people can read the news oh, accounts, uh, this Fifth Circuit uh, decision, and just how dangerous uh, it, mm-hmm. it it exposed it, it exposed the danger truly of what the White House was up to. So. For Wimkin and all the stuff that you're doing, just go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store?
5: Yeah, you can also use the web version. A lot of people actually do like the web version. It's uh, Wimkin.com. That's W-I as in Mary, M-I, I'm sorry, M-K-I-N. Okay. Um, we had to put I's in there because the FCC, which you probably know a lot about, they yeah. did not want us to use W-M-K-N for World oh. Must Know Now. Gotcha. But, um, <laughs> gotcha. And, uh gotcha. Just one thing, too, I want to just touch on this Fifth Circuit ruling, because after this happens to the Biden administration and the Biden administration is the one who brought up the Restrict Act, it came out today that George Soros is funding Gen Zers on TikTok. A TikTok is pretty much why that whole bill was written. And they are doing this to get Biden reelected with young people. So this is what the country is right now, and that's how much of a dichotomy it is with this administration, if you can even call it that. Yeah. That um, they will they will write something, and they'll even use what they're trying to ban.
2: <laughs> Isn't that well? Uh, it says an awful lot. Let's leave it at that. We'll be polite, but it does say an awful lot about this administration. Jason, I appreciate you being here, sir. We will uh, share all of this. I look forward to chatting with you again. Hopefully, there will not be any more intrusions, but. As you've got George Soros financing Gen Zers on TikTok, uh, I got a sneaking suspicion something might come up. I appreciate it. It is 345 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. 351 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Remember, you can always text us 833 804 1140. 833 804 1140. Eleven forty, uh, really good text. I promise you, we'll, uh, we'll share some of the details on the air uh, this afternoon. We're gonna, well, we're gonna spend a little bit of time talking about criminal justice. We really are. I came away from uh, this wonderful event this afternoon with the twenty five of the most amazing human beings you would ever want to meet, uh, who are they are the future in law enforcement. They are the uh, the future leaders in law enforcement and i was uh, so humbled so honored uh, to be the special speaker keynote speaker whatever i I didn't actually check the program i'm not sure if there was a specific title but it was great to be there and i thought if we are not standing up helping those who are doing their best to try and help us then we've got the problem and if you want to support law enforcement officers who are out on the streets Guess what? You have to have prosecutors who who value those law enforcement officers. You have to have prosecutors who are willing to do the right thing. And as I look at it right now, three of the counties in our area do not have that situation in place. Chesterfield County's Commonwealth's attorney seems much more concerned, well, with everybody than supporting law enforcement in any way and there's always so you know there's always uh there's always a tension between the the law enforcement officer deputy sheriff state trooper police officer whatever the title is and the prosecutor commonwealth's attorney state's attorney assistant u.s attorney you know where you go different places different names but there's always that tension because the prosecutor says hey we've got to be able to take this case into court and prove it beyond a reasonable." Out, don't we? We got to have the facts. We got to have the information. It's got to be buttoned up. And if it's sloppy work, no, we're not taking it to court. But at the same time, when your law enforcement folks come in and say, take a look at this, and the CA says, uh, I got a phone call and I know somebody, and, well, oh, yeah, you know, 18 arrests, but. Uh, now this one's just uh, it just uh, uh, no we're just going to kick this one to the curb and then and then tells all sorts of fanciful tales about the kicking to the curb man that's a problem and that's what you got down in Chesterfield County and Rico County at least it's slightly more I guess it's a little more honest I don't know uh, Shannon Taylor who is the CA there look she's busy running for you for uh, uh, attorney general most of us know that. And she's a real, hard-left, progressive, George Soros type of prosecutor. And, and it is what it is. And then in Goochland County, man, when you have so many who are either law enforcement or, as happened yesterday with uh, Amanda Adams out there, the clerk of the circuit court, calling out, calling out the sitting C.A., boy, That's a big deal because the current Commonwealth's attorney apparently just is not able to function in a professional manner with the Goochland County Sheriff's Office or the clerk of the circuit court. And uh, I will tell you that Amanda Adams is actually going to be with us a little bit later today. So we'll be talking about all of this. There's a lot of stuff going on there. It is about as basic. As it gets when we're talking about your safety and my safety in the community. You you do want to think. You want to believe. You want to know that your community is being protected. I will tell you, my buddy John Reed sent me a text a couple of moments ago. Uh, the big Andy No event is tomorrow night. You can still get tickets, but that's coming to an end. That's going to end uh, two hours from now. So... Uh, you can visit the virginiacouncil.org, the virginiacouncil.org. Get your tickets, and then later tonight, the uh, location will be emailed to you. It is 3:57. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. FCAT's News Radio, WRVA. It is a Thursday afternoon, and we are uh, focused in many, many, many ways today on uh, criminal justice, uh, public safety, making sure that uh, we are each living in a community that cares about these things, that, that, uh, that deals with them appropriately and I will tell you that uh, certainly in a couple of communities we just don't have folks who care Chesterfield Henrico, Goochland I mean this is uh, this is a difficult difficult thing and we're trying to figure out uh, how we how we fix that is it possible to fix that I don't know I don't know. Uh, we were supposed to be uh, joined by Shannon Dillon. I guess we're having some difficulty getting in touch with her, but uh, we'll try and track her down and uh, stay on course as uh, as best we can. A couple of other things that uh, we need to talk about as we talk about justice and criminal justice and what is or is not going on the attorney general of the united states has been in front of congress merrick garland who is i am telling you right now the most political ag we have seen since john mitchell worked for richard nixon somebody who refused to say that traditional catholics are are not terrorists I mean, it's an ugly situation, but you would never know it because I'm going to give you a couple of examples from our friends in the ranks of the legacy news media. And I know, I know you're going to have to go dig out your uh, your your surprised face, but you, you must have it around here somewhere. Right. How about cut number
3: one? Just hearing on Capitol Hill, the House Judiciary Committee questioning Attorney General Merrick Garland, Republicans accusing him and prosecutors of weaponizing the Department of Justice, Garland pushing back. And there was a moment when this turned deeply personal today. The Attorney General expecting the tough questions in this political climate in his prepared remarks today before the questioning, rejecting what critics have said, saying he is not, quote, the president's lawyer, nor is he, quote, Congress's prosecutor. ABC's Chief Justice Correspondent, Pierre Thomas, leading us off from Washington tonight.
4: Tonight, Republicans on the attack, accusing Attorney General Merrick Garland of running a weaponized Justice Department.
1: Never in my life would I have thought that I would see such a politicized DOJ. Never in my life would I have
4: thought I would see such a Department of Justice that didn't obey their own rules. But the Attorney General clearly expecting the incoming barrage on offense in his opening statement. Our job is not to take orders from the president,
2: from Congress, I reaffirm today, I am not the president's lawyer. I will add, I am not Congress's prosecutor.
4: Much of the Republican fire centered on the president's son, Hunter, despite the fact that Hunter Biden is being investigated by David Weiss, a U.S. attorney initially appointed by Donald Trump and appointed special counsel by Garland himself giving Weiss more independence than a typical federal prosecutor. Today, Republicans claiming that Hunter Biden is getting preferential treatment, even though nearly a week ago he was indicted on felony gun charges.
5: What stage are we in? we in the beginning stage, the middle stage, the end stage, the keep hiding the ball stage. What stage are we in?
2: I think uh, this one I would go back to the videotape where I said I'm not permitted to discuss ongoing investigations. Well,
5: that isn't that
4: convenient? The five and a half hour hearing at times testy and personal. At one point, a Republican congressman suggesting that Garland approve the targeting of Catholics for unfair investigation. Garland, who often speaks emotionally of the anti-Semitism his grandparents faced, was indignant. The idea that someone with my family
6: background would discriminate against any religion is so
2: outrageous, so absurd. Except it's not outrageous and it's not absurd. Because we have clear examples of all that has been alleged. That's that's the disturbing part. Shannon Dillon is joining us. Shannon, as you know, was uh, been described as the right Shannon for Henrico County, seeking that uh, post of Commonwealth's attorney. I'm happy to say she's here. Shannon, appreciate you joining us.
7: Thanks for having me, Jeff.
2: Absolutely. So, uh, listen, there are a lot of people who, number one, I, I, I are not necessarily familiar with that CA post. And they think, eh, this Shannon Taylor's been there for, for any number of years. I mean, how bad could it be? So you're saying it's pretty bad.
7: I think it's bad for, for multiple reasons. I think the reason why it's starting to go downhill is the relationship she has with law enforcement. So they're just not working as a cohesive group. And then, of course, it, gets, it comes down to the fact that they have their cases, they have weeks to prepare them. And you walk into court. I had a police officer tell me the other day she claims to be tough on guns, and the Commonwealth's attorney was not prepared. Rather than ask for a continuance, she made a deal, and it took the judge to say i'm not accepting this deal this is a gun charge he has a prior gun charge and i'm not accepting it and so if we're going to say we're tough on on an issue guns or crime then we need to start having our actions meet our words
2: right now now shannon taylor is i mean i think if you look at her record she she is your typical sort of progressivist uh prosecutor right she seems to care an awful lot more about criminals than she does victims of crimes
7: it does seem that way and what i find fascinating is 23 years ago if you looked at the commonwealth office or district attorney's office or state attorney's office most of those people aligned to the right and if you looked at defense attorneys they aligned to the left now you're finding at least in virginia that you know, half of our prosecutors are aligning to the left and seemingly are giving more deference to criminals than they are to victims.
2: What are the people of Henrico seeing as a result of her uh, left-wing prosecution style?
7: Um, You're seeing a rise in crime. So our murder rate has gone up 76% in five years. Um, We just put a post out uh, today That basically between January and June 30th, Henrico had 4,800 crimes that were reported. Now, that does not include traffic and that does not include juvenile crime, but Mm -hmm. she has herself four deputies and 31 uh, assistant Commonwealth attorneys, which when you divide that by six and then divide that by 36, that's roughly 25 cases a month per attorney and that is incredibly manageable. When I was a defense attorney, I was juggling probably 120 cases a month by myself, wow. not including my jury trials.
4: Okay.
2: Wow. All right, so it's it's not a lack of staffing, it's not being overburdened. It's it's that from the top it would seem the the message has come down that says, "Yeah, we just uh, we, we can't be bothered prosecuting a lot of stuff."
7: that's what it looks like or either we can't be bothered with it or I have other aspirations. And so I don't have time to deal with it.
2: Well, and, and that, of course, is is the big issue that's sort of in the background. And everybody seems to know it's like the worst kept secret anywhere that she's, she's really looking at attorney general running for attorney general as a Democrat next time out. And, and maybe she's more focused on raising money and campaigning for that office than actually prosecuting criminals in Henrico.
7: I, I would agree with that statement. Um, I have it on good authority that she very rarely is in the building. Um, but if you go on her Facebook page or you go on her Instagram account, she has a lot of pictures, a lot of pictures at a lot of events, but not seeing her in
2: the courthouse very frequently uh, interesting well it's all about priorities hey hey shannon i know that uh, uh you've kind of been dubbed the uh, the right shannon for uh, for henrico and i also know that you've got uh, you've got an event coming up because again it, it's not ju- it's not your typical campaign for for the board of supervisors or house of delegates sometimes people just think oh i didn't even know we elected a prosecutor right there's an educational curve as well
7: Right, right, and so we are having an event. We've been trying to do outreach. Um, a lot of people are looking at this office as a right or a left, a Democrat or a Republican issue. It's really not. It's a question of whether or not you want your streets safe and your school safe and if you're actually going to do what you say you're going to do. And so we've been having these town halls to throughout the county and tonight's is from 6 to 8 at North Park Branch Library and that's at 8508 Franconia Road in Henrico and we invite anybody to come and we we ask come with your questions this is your opportunity to to ask me anything that you want to know I am not afraid to answer it but I find it difficult to answer questions that are not really asked but they want statements on you know, snippets like Instagram or on Facebook. I think that if they really want to know what's going on, I encourage them not only to go to our website, which is www.dillonforhenrico.com but also come to these town halls. It's your opportunity to have your voice heard.
2: Well, give everybody the address one more time, if you don't mind.
7: <laughs> no worries. It's, uh, again, it's 6 to 8 at the North Park Branch Library at 8508 Franconia Road, in Henrico.
2: All right. Well, uh, Shannon Dillon, I appreciate you being here. That is Shannon Dillon. She is uh, running for Commonwealth's attorney. She's got an opportunity for you to interact, ask her as many questions as you want. I will tell you that I uh, was chatting with her the other night at an event. Uh, very, very forthcoming. Uh, she's been on the program before. I think a really, really solid background. And if you are in Henrico, you're worried about the rising crime rate. Crime rate. And and let me remind everybody the... Uh, Members of the uh, the FOP, the Henrico County Police Division, officers voted to endorse Shannon Dillon and not Shannon Taylor, which should tell you an awful lot. Uh, you'll want to go out to uh, Shannon Dillon's event tonight and ask her whatever you want. Get the answers. Get some insight. It is four sixteen. Jeff, Jeff Katz, News Radio W R V A. Four twenty two. Jeff Katz, News Radio W. RBA. Oh, I recognize the music. I recognize the music. It is a uh, Thursday afternoon. It's one of those days. I got to tell you something. Feeling good, feeling hopeful, but uh, also uh, aware. You can, you can be all of the above, by the way. You really can. Uh, being aware of things doesn't mean that you are. Uh, Lacking in hope, but you got to be aware of stuff that's going on. And for me, just this uh, reminder today on the positive side boy, we've got some great people in the law enforcement space and an awareness as well this afternoon that we got a lot of places that we, we really need to find uh, prosecutors who understand what their role is, who really are concerned with the work of the law enforcement professionals. And, and sometimes it just doesn't seem to be jibing these days. Uh, Jason Meari is the attorney general of her beloved Commonwealth is going to be with us at uh, four We've got Amanda Adams joining us at five Oh five. I shared her letter. It's like a letter to the editor yesterday, calling out the incumbent Commonwealth's attorney out in Goochland. And I, I, I try and give you the warning every time I talk about one of these areas. I, I don't live in Goochland, and so I'm not going to vote for or against anyone. But I have friends who live in Goochland. In fact, I'm thinking about a couple of very, very dear friends who live in Goochland. One one guy's got to get home to Goochland, man. Come on, Bob, cut it out already. Get back to what you ought to be doing. But I I, I know from the Goochland County deputy sheriffs with whom I've spoken, there is absolutely no confidence whatsoever in the Commonwealth's attorney and that's a problem I mean that's a huge problem you talk to people in law enforcement in Henrico County it's the same situation they don't have any confidence in their Commonwealth's attorney and Chesterfield County my god what an absolute circus that has become down there and that's that's a terrible terrible shame you do take a look at chesterfield and you think all right well billy davenport was the ca down there for for decades and he is so disgusted by what's going on in that office over the last four years that he has uh, come out and said, number one, just so we're clear, I'm not related to the current Commonwealth's attorney. Number two, I'm not supporting the incumbent Commonwealth's attorney. Number three, I'm actively supporting, actively endorsing an independent for that post by the name of uh, Aaron Barr. So I I think this is all important stuff. And many times you and I are thinking, well, i, I got to talk about taxes, Jeff. It's got taxes. I don't want anybody who's going to raise the property tax. Okay, well, that is an important issue. I want to make sure that, um, I don't know, pick your favorite specific issue. And I will remind you that you can't actually do any of that stuff. Unless you've got a safe, sound community in which to live. That needs to be number one. All right, uh, Jason B.R. the Attorney General of our beloved Commonwealth, is scheduled to be with us at 435. Tomorrow morning, my buddy John Reed will be here at 6 a.m. Don't you dare miss a moment of John's show. It is 426, Jeff Katz, News Radio W. The Attorney General of our beloved Commonwealth, Jason B.R. Mr. Attorney General, good to have you
3: with us. Great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me.
2: Absolutely. Uh, so, we're, we're focused today, my friend, on all sorts of public safety issues, all sorts of criminal justice issues. Give us the, uh, the lay of the land uh, with uh, the AG's office.
3: Well, you know, we, we say in the Attorney General's office, we're the people's protector, and that, that includes both uh, major crime um, uh, from bad bad individual actors but also bad corporate actors so uh and also against federal overreach so we really we really cover a wide wide breadth uh, of bad actors and and so we're proud of the work that we're doing investigating uh big tech and what they're doing with our kids uh, both Mm -hmm. meta and tiktok standing with other state ags and looking at tiktok which is a chinese-owned company uh it's, it's there's a law in China that's been on the book since 2016 that they have to turn over the data, uh, uh, at any time for, to the government. So TikTok is this app you have in your phone. It has short 30 to 45 second videos, but every keystroke, every text message, um, uh, your, your photos, where your, you know, your geo location, um, that's, that's now, uh, if you use TikTok, all that data is going to the Chinese communist government. And so, um, we're, Looking to that and Kimberly also this, the mental health impact big tech is having on our children. Um, one in three teenage girls have had suicidal thoughts or narration in the last 12 months. Mm. And you're seeing such a correlation between increased social media use and things like social anxiety and mental health. So we're really at the front line with our consumer protection division. Uh, tackling that. We're really thrilled by working with the governor on Operation Ceasefire, where we are, embedding uh, assistant attorney generals out of our office with our U.S. Attorney's Office, going after repeat violent offenders, uh, going after violent criminals. Uh, study after study has shown that 3 to 5% of violent criminals are conducting over 50% of the violent crimes. So mm-hmm. it is not rocket science. If you want to lower violent crime in your respective city, you got to go after these repeat violent offenders. We know a lot of these social justice warrior prosecutors in cities are not doing that. Uh, So we're teaming up with our U.S. attorneys uh, and our federal prosecutors to bring significant time. And so our message to those uh, violent criminals is gun crime means more time. And that's something that we've been rolling out both in our messaging uh, and in our prosecution. And so a lot of those issues, as you know, are going to be on the ballot this fall. Um, You know, a big issue for us right now that I'm seeing is the chaos at the border. It concerns me gravely. The two largest criminal enterprises, uh, on a global scale are both human trafficking and narcotics trafficking. We, we worked with our federal partners. Uh, we had a big announcement the last month breaking up a human trafficking ring out of Williamsburg, uh, exploiting over 80 um, Salvadorian nationals, some as young as 14. But wow. the reality is, is that the chaos at the border is allowing bad actors to exploit the most vulnerable. Yeah. And um, human trafficking is one of those crimes that happens in plain sight. That's why we launched 100 percent business alliance against trafficking for businesses if you're a business owner you want to make sure your folks are trained what to look for see something say something our case in Williamsburg got cracked because somebody somebody simply said the right thing at the right time and and, and uh, called it in uh we have a training module for 30 minutes you train your you commit to getting every one of your employees trained to watch this video as you can part of our Business Alliance Against Trafficking Alliance, and we're going to recognize your business for being responsible. But we're tackling a lot of issues in the Commonwealth, uh, but overwhelmingly our, our mindset in the Attorney General's office is your safety is our mission, and it's something we take very, very seriously.
2: Well Jason you're you're talking a little bit about the uh, the crisis at the border. I mean, it, it it is it is out of control. Governor Abbott uh, a little bit earlier officially declared it uh, an invasion. And and you point out the two biggest problems that uh, that we have. I mean we're talking about deaths from fentanyl all over the place and we're talking about human trafficking. Uh, you're, you're taking steps here in the Commonwealth, but but what is being done on that national basis? I know the governor just sent a letter to the White House. Is that something that the AG is going to follow up on?
3: Yeah, we've already been involved in different litigation. We've joined with some of our partner states, like in Florida, uh, with Homeland Security. It's, it's hard because this is an area that has almost exclusive control of immigration. Uh, it's a federal issue, and the reality is, is that what we have in Washington is a lack of will. Uh, you know, you know they they were able to hire eighty seven thousand new IRS agents uh, to audit, you know, small business owners, but not eighty thousand new border control agents. And and the sad thing, the frustration is, you know, the federal agents, the line guys, the people at the front lines, they do great work. Um, they're frustrated, and, and so many of them are seeing a lack of leadership in Washington D.C. by their elected leaders, and and they really had it. Um, and, and Secretary Mayorkas should be fired. They should have been fired yesterday uh, for him to be able to sit in Congress with a straight face and say they're doing all they can and that they have some type of control over the border. It's not. It's clear. Uh, it is simply chaos, and a criminal elements uh, thrive on chaos. The Sinaloa Drug Cartel, we, we, I banded together a coalition of AGs to formally ask the Biden administration to declare the drug cartels a foreign terrorist organization, because they are. You know, they, they're shipping enough fentanyl over the border to kill every man, woman, and child three times over in this country. It's chemical warfare, um, and it's unlike anything we've ever seen. And what so frustrates me is state officials, they know there's a problem, and we're acknowledging there's a problem. A lot of these line guys are overwhelmed. These federal agents at the front line, they feel overwhelmed. They, they see it. They know it's a problem. Yep. It is a stick your head in the sand, and we're not even going to talk. We can't even get them to talk about it. We, we, we sent over 20 AGs publicly called upon the Department of Homeland Security, the Biden administration to clear the drug cartel, the foreign terrorist organization. We didn't even get so much as an acknowledgment or even a response. And again, this isn't to, to, to send military strikes against them. This is the you've got to attack their financial network, period. By declaring them an STO like we did with, with uh, ISIS and with al-Qaeda, we used the, the financial sector to literally hammer their ability to move money. Because believe it or not, they have payrolls they gotta meet. And there's a lot of fi- a lot of levers in the financial sector you can use to really go after these networks. We are literally not even using all the tools we have, despite the fact we had 108 drug overdose deaths last year in this country. We had 55,000 Americans die from Vietnam over the course of 15 years. So it is the equivalent of two Vietnam Wars every 12 months in this country, and the federal, uh, the Biden administration is just sitting there and doing nothing to stop it. It is beyond frustrating to see it. Oh,
2: my gosh. Attorney General Jason Miares is joining us. Uh, uh, one of the things that uh, Governor Yunkin was talking about yesterday was this idea that Virginia has been tied to California with... Auto emission standards, and every car in Virginia is going to have to be an electric vehicle. And, and I'm curious to know from the from the legal front, from the from the attorney general's office, is that something that you can undo? Can you go to the Supreme Court of Virginia? Can you can you go into federal court to fight it?
3: Listen, we're going to look at all legal options, but the reality is, this is something that was passed under a duly elected general assembly and signed by the governor Northam. And uh, they, they tied our admission standards. So an unelected board in in California, I like to say, don't change my life without a vote. Well, that is exactly what they did. Uh, they tied ourselves to an unelected body that's not accountable to the people of Virginia that says even if you want to buy a non-electric vehicle, you don't have the option. The average price of an electric vehicle in America is about $67,000. Right. And it is prohibitively expensive for working class Americans well, by tying us there, I mean, and it's a staggered sale. It doesn't happen overnight. So within 24 months, you get about a quarter of the vehicles have to be EVs. And every dealer I've talked to have said that in order to meet that standard, you're going to have to artificially inflate the price of gas vehicles. So you like your Ford F-150, you like your Honda Accord, uh, you're going to get a ten or $15,000 sticker price added just to try to make them comparable, to try to entice you, to buy that electric vehicle. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are kind of the games that the Democrats played uh, under Northam. It's really punishing working class Virginia. The overwhelming studies show that most electric vehicle owners, the EV is not their primary vehicle. It Mm -hmm. is a second vehicle, and sometimes it's a third vehicle. Mm -hmm. The idea that you get a hardworking Virginia that's working at the shipyard or working construction, they have Ford F-150, they're going to trade in their gas power vehicle for an ev uh with all the issues we're having on charging stations that, that it's just not happening and you can't force consumers you're taking away consumer choice but again democrats would rather side with far left liberals bulls in california than side with your everyday virginians and i and i like to say virginia is not a blue state or a red state it is a common sense state that is not common sense siding with fentanyl dealers when the governor was pushing legislation saying, hey, let's prosecute these fentanyl dealers uh, because it's like giving somebody rat poison and they're killing our kids and saying, no, we're not going to allow you to do that. We're going to side with fentanyl dealers over victims. That is not common sense in any way, shape, or form. Saying we're going to stop the governor's initiative to say we're not going to allow big tech to sell the privacy data of our children to the highest bidder, that is not common sense ladies, for your listeners. And so that's really where we're at. And then you take the reality that it goes back to parents matter. we want to empower parents, and candidly, that's just not on the agenda right now for the Democratic Party. If you don't think the Democratic Party has not shifted to the left, look at Bernie Sanders' platform when he announced for president in two thousand and sixteen. Remember that? He was considered yeah. this fringe socialist from Vermont. right? Well, essentially every major policy position he was pushing back in two thousand and sixteen has now become a position policy position the mainstream democratic party and i put mainstream in air quotes uh i don't think that's mainstream and i don't think that's common sense i don't think voters like saying how far to the left they didn't like what they saw in 2021 i don't think they like what they see here the reality is this is a popular governor with yeah. fantastic approval ratings this is a very unpopular president um and i think you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of voters reward governor youngkins for his leadership on election day
2: I sure hope so. I appreciate you being here, my friend. That is Jason B.R. as the Attorney General of our uh, beloved Commonwealth. It is uh, an interesting sort of a day. Again, focusing today a little bit, public safety, uh, criminal justice. Amanda Adams from out in Goochland is going to be with us about 20 minutes from now just to talk about what she says is an absolute disaster when it comes to the Goochland CA's office. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Podcast, News Radio, WRVA. I'm going to remind you've got, I guess, an hour left if you have not gotten your tickets yet uh, for John Reed's big event. It's coming up tomorrow, uh, the Virginia Forum that he's putting on. He's bringing Andy No to town. Andy was actually a guest on the show the other day, and I just thought it was a fascinating conversation. I'm looking forward. I am going to go uh, tomorrow evening, to be sure. But you only have one hour left. Somebody just sent me a note and said, Oh, my gosh, Jeff, I went to Eventbrite, and it's it says it stopped selling them. I, you, you went someplace wrong then, because I'm looking officially right now, the official TheVirginiaCouncil.org, TheVirginiaCouncil.org website, and you can absolutely get your tickets there. All right, so... Uh, that's where you would go. You, I, I know you've heard John talking about it. Uh, he organized this, the, uh, the absolute struggle that he went through with a, a venue downtown that you would have thought, well, yeah, it sounds like a great place for it. And they, I guess, came under some sort of uh, attack and threats, and they, they kind of chickened out, which is a shame. But the uh, venue is not announced yet. I don't know it either, so don't ask me, but uh, that'll be announced after everybody buys their tickets and the ticket sales close. So, again, if you want to go, it's uh, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. I absolutely positively am going to go because I, I very much, very much want to hear what Andy No has to say. Andy No is one of those citizen journalists. Uh, that's what we have now. There are a handful, as I've said, a handful of uh, good news people that you'll run into, and I uh, pretty much list them on, uh, on a couple of uh, hands, a couple of fingers, actually. But uh, Andy Noe is one of those guys on a national basis who did not set out to be some grand reporter, but just realized his hometown, Portland, Oregon, man, was just turning into a pit. It was uh, being controlled by Antifa and BLM, and terrible violence was uh, being perpetrated, and nobody knew about it. So he said, all right, I'm just going to share this with the world. Amanda Adams is going to be with us at 5.05. She says that the Goochland County CA's office is an absolute disaster. Does she know? Well, she's the clerk of circuit court in Goochland County. She certainly got a clue. 457, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. 505 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Thursday afternoon, and our focus today has really been on public safety and criminal justice. As I mentioned to you, I was honored, honored beyond all get-out, quite frankly, to be the keynote speaker, the special speaker for today's graduation of the... Uh, National Criminal Justice Command College at University of Virginia. An absolute thrill to see these graduates, 25 of the brightest law enforcement minds anywhere. And I take a look around our community. Now, I'm in Hanover, as you know, and I don't want to be anywhere else. I love Hanover. We've got an amazing sheriff. We've had an incredible Commonwealth's attorney in Trip Chalkley for... Is 15, 16? I know. It's a long time. It's many, many years. And uh, Mackenzie Babichenko, I believe, is going to do an incredible job as our new CA. But I take a look at some other areas, Henrico, and I, I just think, man, you guys are in a world of hurt. And Goochland, which, which shouldn't be, right? I cannot tell you how many members of the Goochland County Sheriff's Office have reached out to me, independently, by the way, individually, Saying, Jeff, you just would not believe what's going on with the CA's office in Goochland. Yesterday, I shared with you on the air uh, essentially a, a letter to the editor, if you will. Uh, Amanda Adams, who is the uh, clerk for the circuit court out in Goochland County, had some, well, had some real tough analysis, if you will, of the CA's office. And Amanda is with us today. Amanda, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you, Jeff. I really appreciate you taking the time to welcome me. Um, this is an honor for me for you to take this time and let me tell my story. I know I, the sheriff. Yes, has and, had and his- here's the
2: thing, Amanda. I want everybody to know I have never, ever had a sitting clerk of the circuit court reach out and say, you just wouldn't believe what's going on. But boy, you are telling everybody this Goochland CA's office is a disaster.
0: And that it is, yeah. um, and I believe that the people of Goochland need to know the truth. Well, tell us a little. They, bit. Tell us what's going on. Well, for one, um, our our Commonwealth attorney, he when he comes into the court, he's just unprepared. Um, he's unorganized. He is just not a good Commonwealth attorney, wow. and when I say that he's unprepared, he's unfamiliar with my court's docket. Um, I I just cannot stress enough that we need change in Goochland. He constantly loses the paperwork that my office provides to him. And when I say paperwork, what I'm talking about is the docket that says who is coming up in court. And He also, we also send him paperwork that defense attorneys bring to us, that they email over to us for the court for that day. And he is constantly saying, oh, I I didn't see that. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, And that's just not right. I mean, and it's not only not right for us, it's also not right for the judge. Yep and it's not right for the defendant that's out there either. Uh, and that's just one of one of those issues that
2: we have. Yeah, that's one of the, that's a great point Amanda that to, to have a commonwealth attorney who simply is not familiar with the cases that are coming up, it is it is unfair to every single person who is involved in that process. Correct. Yeah. Wow. And and I just want to be clear, have you, have others in your office reached out to him and said, hey, listen, you you know, your guys are losing a lot of stuff or you're not coming prepared. We got to, you got to get this fixed up.
0: Oh, he will not speak to anybody in my office. And this is not, this is not just me. This was also from the previous clerk as well. So it's not, it's not just a personality thing it's a continuous
2: thing and that seems to be the excuse or the explanation i've heard from folks who are support the incumbent commonwealth's attorney mike Caudill. out there's like oh you know he just doesn't get along with the sheriff but you're telling me he doesn't get along with anybody
0: no oh my god
2: all right so how how can anyone in goochland county honestly realistically expect that the CA is going to do the job that he or she is supposed to do if they don't they don't speak with the sheriff, they don't get along with deputy sheriffs, they don't talk at all to the prior clerk of courts or the current clerk of courts. It doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Exactly. Oh, wow. And, I mean, let's also point out that he also pleads everything out. So here we are having criminals just walk the streets. And that's not good for our community. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: That
2: was something you raised in this letter, Amanda, about the number of jury trials that uh, have been seen oh, in yeah. Goochland County. Tell, tell me a little bit about that.
0: So I actually reached out to the Supreme Court to get the record of how many jur- criminal jury trials we have had since 2016, when our current Commonwealth attorney has taken office mm-hmm. and we have only had four criminal jury trials in Goochland County. Wow. Now, that is not a lot.
2: No. No, it is not a lot by any stretch uh, of the imagination, but you're saying, hey, we he's not having jury trials because, again, he just like Monty Hall, just let's make a deal.
0: Correct. He regularly reduces felonies to misdemeanors, and he often plea bargains criminal charges without going to trial. Wow.
2: Let me ask you what what motivated you to speak out, Amanda? Because ordinarily, uh, the the clerk of courts is you know it's it, it's a it, it is an important part of the court system, but but is not outspoken, right? I mean, normally you'd kind of be behind the scenes making sure everything is going the way it's supposed to do, but you, you feel so uh, endangered, I suppose, by by the CA that you, you decided you had to speak out.
0: I want to do what's right for Goochland County. I took an oath to do what is right for the community, and I just want to do my part and let Goochland County know what is going on in the court system, because they do not know. Right. So I'm just here to tell the truth and let everybody know what's going on.
2: Amanda Adams is joining us. Amanda is the clerk of the circuit court in Goochland County. And remind everybody, clerk of the circuit court, in elected position, are you running against anybody?
0: It is an elected position. Um, I have been the current clerk for the past year, I've, my um, predecessor, she stepped down for me to take in um, the last year. I was appointed January 1st. Okay. Um, I do not have any opposition. Um, and so I, I still would appreciate everybody's vote in Goochland sure. um, starting tomorrow.
2: Right. And
0: But I mean, I do feel that everybody is needs to know what's going on here in Goochland County.
2: And that's the thing Amanda, if somebody would say, "Oh, come on, Amanda's part of this this other political thing and she's she's got this opponent and that's why she's doing this." But you you quite literally have nothing to gain by coming out and talking about the Commonwealth's attorney.
0: That's correct. I do not. I've been born and raised in Goochland and I just want to do what is right for the community. Yeah.
2: What about the uh, the deputy sheriffs that you interact with? Because those are the folks, I will tell you, first reached out to me very much off the record, just saying you just could not believe, saying to me you, you wouldn't believe what's going on in Goochland. Are, are you hearing the same sort of frustration and anger?
0: I sure am. And I stand with the whole sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the sheriff and I, we work great together. And... I, I mean, I will say I think that we have the best sheriff's department in the whole state, wow. but um I mean, I'm going to stand with them and do what's right for our community and, what are and, you- and that is that is you know coming out and telling the truth about what right. is happening.
2: And what are you hearing from your your friends, your neighbors in Goochland that uh, that are not in the they're not in the system? They don't work in the courts. They're not in the in the sheriff's office. Uh, are they aware of this, or is this a first time
3: thing?
0: Um, a lot of people in the community are confused about the current Commonwealth Attorney. What his um, affiliation is with, if he's Democrat or if he's Republican, um, because he's making some false accusations Hmm. and and saying you know he's telling some people that he's republican and he's telling some people that he's democrat so (laughs) people are are not really knowing what's going on in the political world right um and so i think that that's what's what's happening um so you know i'm here to say he's he's definitely not republican
2: well, and and that, uh, that that's absolutely a, a true statement. That's an official thing. Uh, we we've chatted with the uh, Republican leadership in Goochland County, who said, "No, no, John Lumpkins is the endorsed candidate. It's not Mike uh and, uh and when you talk to Goochland Democrats, they do seem to be uh, supporting him now. I don't know if that's official or unofficial, but uh, it, it does seem that that's the break there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Amanda, in in a final 60 seconds, you are Goochland-born and raised. You are serving the people of Goochland County. What would you say to them as as they get ready to start voting tomorrow? Aside from they should vote for you, I get that, but aside (laughs) from that, uh, what should they keep in mind as they go in there and start casting ballots for uh, a Commonwealth's attorney?
0: I would like to say that what you may hear about our current Commonwealth attorney, what he's saying is not the truth. Um, if you want to know the truth, I'm right in the courthouse, and I will tell you whatever you need to know. The sheriff will tell you whatever you need to know, and you can ask any of the deputies. They will also tell you what you need to know. Well, I so think... Please, Please
2: vote for the right person. Yeah, I I think you have shared an awful lot. Amanda, I I thank you for being here. I I thank you for the courage that uh, it it takes to do what you've done, and uh, I wish you the best of luck. That is Amanda Adams. Amanda is the clerk of the circuit court in Goochland County. And I don't know about you. I have never, ever, ever encountered a sitting clerk of the court who has no political opposition, reaching out to to the public in her respective county and saying, hey, listen, you need to know what's going on with the Commonwealth's attorney. To me, that really spoke volumes when I saw that uh, letter she posted and the fact that she's willing to come on the air and speak as well. Again, while there are going to be those who say, oh, it's it's part of some political thing, she doesn't have an opponent she quite literally has nothing to gain so I I don't live in Goochland I don't live in Goochland I I've got great friends in Goochland I think Goochland is an absolutely beautiful beautiful place uh, and, and as you go in to start voting tomorrow I just I just hope you are informed 516 Jeff Katz news radio WRBA 522 Jeff Katz Dudes Radio WRVA You know that uh, yeah <laughs> my, uh, my friend Jeremy is uh, doing an absolutely uh, fantastic job an absolutely fantastic job Job and uh, we're just very happy with uh, with all of that. And that includes all of the uh, the great bumper tunes and what I'm finding now, uh, ingenuity and resourcefulness, and occasionally the challenge. Like, all right, can you identify such and such? Uh, most of the time, most of the time, I am able to uh, to do that. Sometimes, not so much. Uh, It is a Thursday afternoon, and we've had an interesting day. And I say we are. I've had an interesting day. Early today, I had to drive uh, into Ashland, which, as you know, is not exactly a big deal. A couple of miles away, but uh, we were putting Harry on the train to D.C. He had, uh, I believe, the world's largest suitcase used to be my suitcase, and it's now, honest to goodness, it's too big to take on an airplane. They won't take them anymore. So I I don't know what the heck we're supposed to do with it. Well, he figured out that he could load absolutely positively everything in there and, and then have more and get on the train because Monday he reports to the U.S. Senate. He'll start this whole final year in college. He's at Stanford, as you know. And so the first part of the year from now, Until, I guess, Christmas, he'll be part of the Stanford in D.C. program. And that includes, because the kid's smart, gets that from Heidi, but uh, full course load, plus working a full-time job at the U.S. Senate. And, you know, I love him. I don't always like him, and I think he's puzzled by that. (laughs) But it is the truth. Yeah. Uh, I don't always like him, but I do always love him. And uh, it was it was difficult. It really was dropping them off. I don't know, I just because now it's me, it's Heidi, it's Julia, and of course, you know, Julia's situation's a little different. Julia's always going to be with us, but in many ways, Julia, you know, is not always "quote" with us. You know what I mean? I, I don't mean that in a mean way, but it, it's just not the same. There's not that same interaction as we had. Uh, with the boys. So uh, it, it's going to be very interesting and uh, something of a challenge, I suppose. But yeah, that's how I started the day. And then I came back to the house and I said, i got to write a really good speech for the graduates of the uh, UVA National Criminal Justice Command College. And I kept writing and writing and writing. I thought, man, there's nothing here that is any good. And then I just Instead of writing on the typewriter or the uh, the laptop, I just took out a piece of paper and started scribbling some notes. And believe me, nobody could read them. But I think it went okay. And then this evening, we've got the uh, Richmond Times Dispatch Best of Ceremony. So it's a busy day. And my buddy Dr. Keith Apple is going to be here at five thirty-five. It's five twenty-seven. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Thirty-five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Far-right Republicans. Huh. Okay. Never do hear the uh, reports about the far-left Democrats, do we? I mean, I'm just saying. And you know what's weird? I'm not ascribing any uh, ill will in that. I, I think that people have just become so conditioned that uh, if you've got a D next to your name, you've got to pass. You really do. Whatever you say is fine. We'll take you at your word. There's no quote fact checking. God forbid you're a Republican. Oh my gosh, it's just uh you're you're far right, you're anti this, you're blah blah it's like, really? Where'd you come up with that? It's like this weird. Mm, i don't know it's it's like a brain fog i think i really do i really really do and that's for a lot of people now some people i think it's it's psychopathy i just think they are are, are bad evil crazy people but in most cases I'm, I'm willing to give a pass on some of that uh our good friend dr keith Ablo is joining us you know he joins us on a fourth Nightly base every other Thursday is when Dr. Keith Apple is here, and I'm always happy to welcome him. I'm glad to have you here, my friend. Hey, it's a pleasure to be with you, Jeff.
3: Thanks well, for having that, me.
2: Yeah, that is very kind of you. I, I want to ask you about the, uh, the the latest insanity. You know, you've sort of become my my keeper of my other beloved (laughs) commonwealth up there. And I I just, I keep looking at the states of emergency from uh, Maura Healy, and uh, the big uh, priority now to do away, what was it, with shopping bags? It just gets nuttier and nuttier. Uh, It's like the bizarro world in Superman.
6: Well, there's no end to it because if you're an empty person, then you want to fill yourself up with the rights of others right? If you feel disempowered in life, you, don't, you haven't been able to embrace sort of your core autonomy. You become a vampire, you go hunting for the blood of others. And that's what's happening here in Massachusetts. And in so many states, it's the walking dead, yeah. right? It's literally people out for your blood. And it's an amazing phenomenon. But that's really the best way to see it. We shouldn't We shouldn't think of it as less than that. They want you not to think. They want you to wander the streets devoid of any direction, Uh, not thinking, Uh, no longer raising your own kids, not caring that you don't own property really because they're devaluing the dollar and taxing you into oblivion. Into oblivion. Really, they want you to be not present gone well i don't know if you've got
2: any travel coming up keith but if you go through logan apparently uh there are uh well there's like a platoon of illegal aliens on cots at logan because uh well you know mora said it's it's a sanctuary state and all and, and I was just trying to do the math. Like, all the 9-11 guys used Logan as the staging area, and nobody seems to see that this might be problematic as well.
6: Right. Well, why would they? Because, after all, if you can declare America to not exist, essentially by erasing its borders, it's the same as cancer. If you look for a metaphor, uh, really, if you want to kill something, look to nature's terrible killer and you say well what's what defines cancer well it it's cells that don't have borders they don't stop at the border so they invade um uh-huh. and they can't be contained so basically the democrat party has become a cancer that basically is infecting america and destroying it from within that's what's happening and it's more effective, man. If if a nation were to start lobbing missiles at us, right. that tends to get people activated, and they fight back. In this way, it's inside the body politic of yep. the country, yep. And it can slowly erode the body politic's capacity to defend itself. It's just like having cancer; you get exhausted. Right, You're exhausted and you're like, well, I don't know if I can fight anymore. Right, But that's exactly what we have to do. You have to triple your resolve to say, no, 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 no. We've got to restore the structure that constitutes having a country mm-hmm. because they want to take all that away.
2: Do you believe that? I, I mean, the leadership of the Democrats are one thing. Clearly, these are—I'm sorry—I just think they're terrible people at this point. But what about people who are voting for Democrats, either as a, just as a re, as a, you know, their their natural reaction? Oh yeah, I got to vote. I got to vote for Democrats. I mean, some of these folks have to be operating with, and you alluded to this many times, sort of like a brain fog, right? They're just—they're just either blissfully unaware or just unaware.
6: You know, I think that uh, they want to celebrate themselves. They want to celebrate Mm -hmm. something. So they think that tolerance is the way to do it. Um, But tolerance for a lack of structure, for a lack of definition, for no rules, for literally embracing psychosis when you go into the transgender thing, in a sense, Mm -hmm. I know I talk about that a lot, but if you want a litmus test for whether people make sense, you could say, listen, that's the leading edge of the psychosis right. that is going epidemic, becoming epidemic in this country and which will make other countries want very much to destroy us. Right. That alone. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, if you have countries that may have their own, they do, they have their own problems, they have authoritarian governments, the rest of it. But if you were looking for a justification to say, well, we've got to contain America, you'd say, well, look at the Braun Razor ads. This yes. new there's now there are ads with a a a, a woman yep. who's had a double mastectomy. I'm not going to say it's a man. It isn't a woman who's had a double mastectomy shaving, yep. and here you go again, just like Bud Light. They yep. want to tempt fate, and nobody should be buying their products. I am so at all.
2: Cla- oh, Keith, I'm so glad you brought that up because that, believe it or not, is on my list. I saw that image and I I, I again thought. Even if I just do the math, even if I just do the math, do they really see that as the growth sector in selling razors, or is it part of this this woke agenda? These these woke leftist capitalists who have said, "Well, we're just going to keep poking and poking and poking," and you're right. Somebody has to say, "Here, hold my Bud Light," because I'm not buying your stuff anymore.
6: It's some it's some carnivorous uh, uh, malignant person inside brawn very much like whoever the marketing person was although there are others everybody has to approve such a thing uh that that wants to piff other humans it's a way to be very violent Mm -hmm. notice the scars right so here's a razor company that somehow misses the fact that they are presenting someone without a top on who's got two crescent shaped scars where her breasts were removed that's right by some rogue surgeon who also thinks, well, this is the way you cure people. They, they, they're psychotic and delusional, and you do things in concert with their delusions. Why fight? Why fight anymore? Just cave in. And by the way, out of, I don't even know what city it was. I saw the image. Hundreds of dogs, people who, who affiliate with being dogs, oh. gathered in oh. the city center. They, they identify as canine. They feel better that way. And other people, they would say, and lots of Democrats would agree with them, should abide it, pat them, give them water, be nice. Well, it isn't nice. It's not nice to, to collaborate in the destruction of others. And that's or a what country. That
2: is, right, I mean, if you have someone who says to you, hey, I'm pretty sure I'm a dog, I guess you've got the option. For me, option number one is, no, you're not, and and we move on with life. But but this idea that we're going to enable people to engage in these delusions, that not only hurts them, but it, it destroys society ultimately
6: it destroys society and make no mistake about it it's going to come for you because you know those of us lucky enough to have children or who hope to have grandchildren or already do or maybe great grandchildren Mm -hmm. this is a virus yeah right this is much more concerning than covid turned out to be Mm. this means that any child who might have a a a a misdirected pathological phys ed teacher Mm -hmm. uh, to whom she says, I'd really rather play baseball than softball. And I really, you know, I don't know. I don't really feel comfortable changing in front of other girls Mm -hmm. is going to say to that person, well, maybe you're a boy, right? Maybe you should go see somebody at the children's hospital and your parents are going to say that that's not the best idea, by the way. And you may not be able to talk to them. Yeah. about it, but just tell us about it. We'll facilitate you going to the hospital. By the time your parents get on board, we'll have social services involved. That's literally, it's a communist agenda, essentially. Sure the is. state as parent yeah. oh and reducing people to their molecular structure so that they can't think anymore. They don't want to own property anymore. They don't want to pursue dreams anymore. Yeah. And then it's over.
2: It is over. It's just this this sort of gray, mushy nothing, right? There's nothing there. It's a miserable
6: right. existence. Oh. and if you wanted to take, if you wanted to own everything yourselves, because you wanted to instantiate a ruling class, right. a a moneyed aristocracy that makes all the rules, uh, what you would do is you would tell people, uh, yes, you're on the right track by losing yourselves. Mm-hmm. And being sick mentally is now going to be called being uh, confident yep. and self possessed. You're self possessed when you think you're a dog. Okay, yep. that's Democrats. That means that Democrats <laughs> are, are the enemy. It's not just like they have different ideas, it means that they're malignant to our culture, to our country, yep. to our children. They just are, I'm sorry, they just yeah. are. I know some, I like them otherwise, but <laughs> if one of them asked me whether a cousin <laughs> or an acquaintance or a business person, well, do you think that I'm dangerous? I would say, dude, like you're the end of the world. Wow. Like dangerous, like I'm not gonna hurt you, I yep. guess, but yep. like, you know, but are you dangerous? You're, you're like the pathogen of all pathogens. And this, my
2: friend, is why you will once again not be invited to Thanksgiving with the family. <laughs> I just want to remind you of that. Uh,
6: exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. I, it, I almost was kicked out of Russia Shana. No, you weren't. This, yes, oh. almost because somebody's daughter said, "You know, it's about time." I know they say boys are suffering and men can't be men, but man, you know we've had it bad for so long. I said. Yeah, you know, I was just passing, as I came into Boston, this group of men yep. who were working on the sores, uh. and there were other ones on the high, you know, high voltage lines, yep. Yep. and I was thinking, we've got to get you guys involved in that. <laughs> you, we need the equal rights for all. All right, well,
2: I will uh, chat with you after uh, we both uh, deal with Yom Kippur. So after Yom Kippur, we will check in and uh, see if you're on anybody's list of that hit- at time. Keith, how do people check up on you, uh, the best website these days?
6: I would just go to Keithablo.com. Okay. I am coaching people one-to-one. Yes. I'm restoring anyone I can to, to real power and autonomy, not this kind of fake, Horrible! Dissolve yourself in whether you're a cat, dog, or the opposite gender. Oh my God,
4: <laughs> Keith!
6: Oh I my love God, you
2: being here, brother. I will talk to you soon. That is Dr. Keith Ablo. Check out keithablo.com. Keithablo.com, and uh not next week, but the week after, Keith shall return to the program. Jeff Katz, News Radio W R V A. Jeff Katz, News Radio W R B It is Thursday afternoon, and uh, I know we have been uh, all over the place with so much today. But I got to tell you something. I uh, want to say thank you to everybody who participated in the program today. Shannon Dillon, Jason Miaris, Amanda Adams, Doctor Keith Ablo—all great people. Uh, Doctor Keith is a regular, and the others, uh, well, Jason Miaris is a regular as well. But uh, I do think as we begin this. Voting tomorrow, I have to break myself of saying early voting. As we begin voting tomorrow, this 45-day sprint, as Governor Yunkin called it yesterday on the program, uh, we need to be aware of these things. And sometimes I know we we get a little granular, as they say. Well, it's really granular. I've heard that phrase. Granular. Well, uh, each of us lives in some district somewhere, right? It's not just the county or the town or the city. I mean, we've got something. And I- I'm just trying to shine as much light as possible on-, on things that I think are important. Now, in retrospect, maybe they're not. Maybe somebody will come along in 10 years and say, can't believe you were talking about that. But I think it's important for us to have safe streets. I think it's important for us to live in communities which are safe. And that means that it's not just the law enforcement officers we stand with. But it is a very close, hard look at those who are prosecutors. And I know it's like laser beam focus on that. But, man, we got three counties right now where the Commonwealth's attorneys, the current incumbent Commonwealth's attorneys, just seem to have agendas that at least for me, don't quite jibe with the whole idea of public safety. That's all. You've got to do your research. If you want to listen to any of this conversation, just go to uh, newsradiowrba.com. First thing tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., please join me and listen to my dear friend John Reed. Uh, I don't miss the show, and I want to make sure you are there as well. Have a fantastic evening. God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA.